0: Well, good morning, and welcome once again to the Bible Breakfast. It's a very special Bible Breakfast because,
1: well, it's Andy's birthday. Whoa!
2: Happy
0: birthday. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys.
2: Happy birthday! So
0: special. Eh? Thank you. Uh, no, I was going to say it's a very sp- special Bible <laughs> Breakfast because we've got Scott with us. That's the more exciting thing, really. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, Scott's new to the team, he's going to be uh, joining us uh, right here on Wednesdays. Uh, I'm actually going to duck out, um, uh, not this week, but next week. Uh, and yeah, and Scott's going to be joining with Kat and Ella for your Bible breakfasts on Wednesday morning. So welcome, Scott. Give, give us a, a big welcome, Scott, in the chat. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to have you on the team. Thank you. Yeah. Ella, what, what? are we doing today?
1: Go. Yeah. Uh, So we uh, as a team we love Jesus um, and so the purpose of this is to help us focus um, our life on Jesus every day Um, and we hope that this is really um, life-giving for you. Um, Today's passage is uh, Luke 7 verse 11 to 17 so we'll be focusing on Jesus by reading that passage and kind of having a bit of a discussion about it and reflecting it uh on it and um seeing what we learn from it um we encourage you to post questions along the way um this is a discussion um and we will be discussing here but we also invite you to um, discuss in the youtube chat um and chuck your thoughts in there um and chat along with us um, and as well, like this is, um, I mean, this is all very exciting with our decorations and stuff, um, but these aren't going to necessarily change. Um, unfortunately, we don't have party poppers that will come in from <laughs> the sides of our <laughs> Zoom screens or anything like that. Um, so you're welcome to put your um, device to the side um, and just listen to what we're saying um, and kind of have give your eyes a break a bit from um, watching the screen all the time.
0: Um, Especially with all those flashing lights, like well, I, I already need a break. <laughs>
1: hey, who's going to pray for us?
3: I believe I am this morning uh, going to lead us in prayer before we uh, start our discussion. So uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us wisdom and understanding as we listen to your word. May we know you better, love you more, and learn to please you in all we do. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
2: So I think that's me now. Um, I'm going to be reading our passage this morning. So as Alice said, um, we're looking at the book of Luke, chapter 7, verse 11 to 17, so starting a bit of the way through. So. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, don't cry. Then he went up and touched the byre that they were carrying him on and the bearers stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country.
0: Uh, thanks, Kat. Uh, it's my turn to retell today's passage. So basically, uh, Jesus is uh, approaching a new town, a town called Nain, um, after leaving the area that he was in. I feel like it was like, uh, I was going to see if I could find it, but I don't know. He left the area that he was in. He's now in a town called Nain, um, and there was a, a big crowd, including all his closest uh, followers, his disciples, um, and, yeah, as they were entering the town, a funeral procession was basically uh, leaving the town um, with uh, the son of um, a mum who was his, her only child or only son, uh, and her husband had passed away as well. Uh, and when Jesus saw her, he just yeah, felt really um, uh, sympathetic and empathetic towards her. And so um went up to comfort her and saying don't cry and then he actually goes a step further rather than just comforting her touches the uh, sort of coffin um, that they're taking him out on and um, commands the man to to get up uh, and he does uh, he gets up he begins to talk and Jesus gives him back to his mum uh, everyone who was there was was just obviously awestruck uh, because that's a, a crazy thing to have happened. Um, They praise God um, for coming to help his people and, um, yeah, saying that Jesus was a great prophet. And as stories do, that one spread all throughout Judea and the surrounding country. So uh, our discussion starts now. Um, Let us know your thoughts to these questions in the chat, but what does this passage teach us about God and Jesus? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I think um, you said something that really stood out to me, Andy, when you were retelling that passage was that he doesn't just stop at being sympathetic to her and saying, don't cry. Um, but Jesus acts on that. Um and yeah, like um his sympathy is more than just being like, don't, don't cry. Um, like it's it's an action. Um And a really awesome action. Um, But I I think that is a really awesome image of how how Jesus loves.
2: Um, I actually got, like, quite excited while I was reading this (laughs) (laughs) Um, because there were just all these things standing out to me that I was like, oh, that's amazing. Wow, that's cool. Um, and I'm like, I don't know where to start. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess one of the things uh, I've been thinking about a lot in the last maybe year or two is um, I learned this really interesting thing that the first time that God ever gets to describe what he's like, I think the first word or one of the first words he uses is Compassionate. And um, so I've been spending a lot of time thinking about this concept of compassion and what does it mean. And um, it's really amazing because what it means is to suffer with someone or suffer with others. Um, And um, I just love that we have this God who he doesn't just fix things but he suffers with us Um, and he goes through those you know, in this instance, like massive, massive things with us, but even the things that aren't that massive but are still hard. So like, you know, lockdown at the moment, like God suffers with us in that. He's not just like removed from it. Um, And I just love that so much. Like you can see that compassion of God so beautifully in Jesus' response here. Um, Yeah, I just think that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is one of those moments where um, the uh, the humanity of Jesus is really at show, and 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 more than that, it's not just this distant God who can see our suffering and sort of understand it and be like, yeah, they're there, it's okay. Um, it's this God who is is active and like willingfully purposefully entering our world to fix stuff that's broken mm. um, yeah I think I, I just think that's such a yeah it's just such a big thing that we we so easily forget sometimes that um yeah like yeah we all know, you know we, we say that Jesus is God and that he came down to earth in human form but he yeah he was he was empathetic to this woman. He, he saw her suffering and he had it within his power to do something and so he did. Mm. Um, it's, it's not always like that, but, um, yeah, it's a great example of how it is.
1: I think we also need to point out who this woman is. Um, like she's she's a widow and she's only got one son. Um, and so imagine in, in the Her prospects for her in society, having lost like the um, male figure who she was related to and possibly the only male figure she was related to, would not have been great. Um, And so by Jesus um, restoring her son, he's also restoring her life as well. Well also because like emotionally she would have lost her son. But like mm.
0: Yeah, but then her pros like her social welfare is gone. Yeah. In, that, yeah. in that context, yeah.
2: Um, I think another thing we learn about God is just something that's actually said in there, which is uh, that the people praised God and said, God has come to help his people. Mm. Um, yeah, and again, that fits so beautifully with what I've been saying about a God who who cares and is involved. Mm. Um, God has come to help his people. And, and I feel like that would be so significant to them, like because of, yeah, where they were at in, in this point in history and stuff where it was like, well, maybe God's abandoned us. <laughs> but to go, wow like he's come to help his people, that's significant. So, yeah, there's obviously, like you're saying, um, about like this person being a widow and um, her son would have been a social welfare in that society and all that sort of thing. Um, Like there's obviously something about Jesus bringing him back to life and giving him back to his mum that is more than just he did a really nice thing. Yeah. Uh, or he did this really caring, lovely, amazing thing. Like they can clearly see that there's something more significant about it. This is something that shows us that God is here.
3: Yeah, and I suppose a part of that comes from, like, I mean, the the way that Jesus chooses to help. Uh, I mean, it's the, the obvious way to help in this situation um, for someone who has the power of uh, life and death. Um, yeah, which I, I think is another big thing. Like, uh, I'm sure you've you've talked about it on this uh, Bible breakfast in, in previous weeks, but, um, yeah, just the idea that um, yeah, Jesus has control over uh, that kind of thing, over life and death, uh, is something that, that's really um Yeah, I mean, prominent in this passage because, yeah, obviously he's doing a miracle here.
0: Um, Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Diane in the chat. uh, Good morning, Diane, and good morning, Mustard Student Movement. Um, uh, Jesus is not asked to do anything, yet he acts anyway. Uh, As Kat said, he's moved by compassion, being there with the widow and does this miracle. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's similar again. It's a recurring theme from last week with the um, centurion servant. That um, yeah, oh, I guess I guess in that way, in that one, he did get us to to help. But yeah, it was like yeah, um, Jesus knew what the the loving thing to do was in that situation, and, and just did it. Um, yeah, I guess last week it was the centurion said, oh, don't, don't worry about it. I'm not worthy. Um, But Jesus, Jesus was like, no, no, you're totally worthy. Do it anyway. Um,
3: Yeah. It's like, it's like you said before, Andy, like, um, yeah, in this story, um, you know, we're not just looking at like a robot or something, Um, you know, Jesus can be uh, amazed and he can be moved. Um, Yeah. And yeah.
0: He's compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, What does this passage teach us about people?
2: Um, Perhaps really obvious, but I feel like important. Um, People die. Like that's kind of a significant thing to wrestle with. Um, And everybody dies it's not just some people do everyone does and and also it's a sad thing um yeah
0: yeah and but then even even if that's true we can like with this passage we can still take um that yeah that as we've said god is is empathetic and compassionate um, and, if, you know, he's obviously not going to raise everyone back to life in, in this way, um, but we have that eternal hope that um, that one day he will, uh, that we'll, we'll all be raised to new life with him um, when he comes back. But, um, yeah, I guess we've got that, yeah, that ongoing hope.
3: I think adding on to the the um, death thing, you know not to bring it down even further, but um like the passage specifically like mentions that like this is a, a young man, mm. and that um yeah you know, death is you know gonna happen, but it can happen at any time as well um yeah, I don't know that just stood out to me,
0: mm.
2: I think also that, like, we exist in the context of relationships. Um, You know, this isn't just a story where, like, there's so many people who are the focal point in this story. Like, um, you know, because, like, it occurs to me, like, Jesus is also, he's fully God, fully human. So he actually kind of comes into the second question a little bit as well because he's also mm-hmm. human, um, but, like, there's a focus on him and his disciples and there's a focus on, um, you know, the the mother who's the widow and the focus on the crowd of people from the town that are coming with them and then the the young man who's dead and then restoring him to his mother. Like, it's it's a very relational story that's being told um, and, like, Jesus is right in the middle of that Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also it also strikes me as interesting. I thought that it said that he went over and touched the young man that was dead, but it doesn't say that. It says that he touched the, like, the, the beer, the buyer, the thing that he was being carried on. Um, and it just, like, it occurred to me that I, I wonder in their culture, like, you're not supposed to go near a dead body. Um, it's, like, you're not supposed to do it, and he goes and does it. Um and, again, like, there seems to be this, I don't know, emphasis on the importance of relationship between people and, like, physically connecting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's gone and done something that he shouldn't have done that wasn't culturally appropriate mm-hmm. or religiously appropriate for him to go and touch that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The verse that's standing out to me is verse 16 Um, and the start of verse 16 where it says, they were all filled with awe and praised God. Um, I think what that teaches me about people is that when we see um, awesome things that God does um, and when we recognise them, um, it like we often led to praise God. I um, think that that's really awesome.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's that natural pouring out of of um, you know. There's, there's that metaphor of the cup, and when your cup is filled, it overflows. Um, yeah, and I think that's what's happening here. That their their cup is being filled by by seeing this miracle of, of you know. Um, Full of, of love and excitement that this this young man's alive again, and what that means for the widow, and probably what it means for their community. Um, and so that overflows into praising God, uh, which is the that's the right way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when when we when we receive blessings, when we um, uh, yeah have good things in our life, that should that should be reflected in. Um, in singing God's praises, yeah, and it doesn't have to be as. Again, this this passage is like hard to bring into our context because it's like, well, I'm not a widow and my son hasn't died and Jesus hasn't brought them back to life. But but there's other you know whatever good thing is happening um, in your life, maybe it's a um, a healthy relationship that's happening. You know, maybe it's a restoration of a relationship. You know, not just. Um, the sort of extreme end of it, of of someone dying and being restored, but maybe there's a a relationship that's being restored in some other way, you know, communication breakdown or or something like that, Um, and God helps to restore that. Well, yeah, praise God. Um, Mm. You know, maybe some smaller stuff as well. Um, Yeah.
2: Um, I guess also extending from, from that is um people praise god but then they also tell other people because like the final bit is you know this news about jesus spread uh i mean i'm not sure how how big the area of judea and the surrounding country is but like even if news spreads within a suburb kind of thing it's like oh that must have been pretty interesting like or pretty Mm -hmm. significant um yeah yeah, people like to talk yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. And for them sharing the good news of Jesus would have been sharing this really tangible, awesome story
2: of, yep.
1: hey, I just saw this happen. yeah Um, which I think is really awesome and yeah. encouraging. Um, like how cool if we if we go and we like when when God gives us those awesome things um to go to people, hey, I just saw God do this. Mm. Um it's awesome.
0: Yeah. And I think it talks about the like um the low locality of it as well like like you know the the people who were spreading this probably could have been like judy's son <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like he died but now he's back like jesus did that um and so i think for us this is this is moving into our last question which, how does it affect the way we live but i think part of it is is spreading good news it's it's sharing others stories whether that's our story or you know someone else's story if if God has um done something in our life, we should be telling people about that, and then the hope would be that they'd get excited about it and tell others too. Um, because it's it's, yeah, it's real and it's tangible
2: And I mean, what an unbelievable kind of story to be sharing. Like it's not even like, they were sharing something that was kind of like straightforward most people could get on board with it's like oh this thing that doesn't happen like people being raised like it just happened I just saw it like this guy we were
0: at the funeral (laughs)
2: like yeah you know like it's it's a pretty unbelievable thing that's just happened and yet that doesn't stop them from sharing it Mm. um like I wonder if it's almost part of why they share it because it's so unbelievable it's so amazing but um yeah, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we have a hesitation to share things that feel a bit too big, you know, or oh, no one would believe that actually happened, so I'll just share something a bit more straightforward with them. Um, but it's like, no, this is, like, this is pretty unbelievable and that didn't stop them from telling people about it.
0: Yeah, Di, just put in the chat. We have to have the courage to say, hey, the Lord did this for me.
1: Yeah. 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 I think um, it'd be cool to go back to the theme that we had in our discussion before of suffering and God being with us in our suffering, and we think about what we can be do. How this passage can be affecting the way that we live. Mm. Um. Yeah because i i think there's something in there about um noticing and trusting in god's presence when we're suffering um and trusting in the fact that god is with us through that
3: mm.
2: Um another part of it for me, building on that Ella is, um, as Christians, you know, we're called to to be like Jesus. Um, and mm-hmm. so yes, there's definitely like an acknowledgement and appreciation that God that Jesus has come alongside and been here in that suffering and being compassionate, but we're also called to be. Um, yeah, and that's a massive challenge because it's uncomfortable. And we tend to want to fix things for people. Um, And, yeah, so there's, like, there's a big challenge there in what does it look like to actually come alongside each other and and even to allow other people to come alongside you when you are in places or your family or your community, your household is in a place of, of grief or loss or pain or difficulty, to let others come alongside you and not fix it, but just be with you in it. Mm. Um, and, and also, like, that's actually a beautiful representation of God in that space, um, him, you know, being there through his church, through people who know him and love him and follow him. Um, sorry, just to finish on that, I think that I think that's what we see with the large crowd that's with her. Like I think it's significant. There's not a widow trudging out the gate by herself, you know, somehow carrying her dead son. There is a crowd with her mourning with her, literally carrying this load with her, like literally carrying it for yeah. her and with her. Um, yeah, that's really huge because I think often we leave people to suffer quite by themselves, like maybe we're there initially, but often we forget and then, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, the line for me that that captures what you've been talking about, Kat and, and Ella, um is that is verse 13. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, Don't cry. I think, yeah, my prayer this week would be that my heart would be going out to people that um that God would be yeah, doing work in my heart to to help me recognize, you know, because it's I mean, it's obvious when you see a a funeral procession, right? But what's the what what are the more subtle things that are going on with the people around me that Jesus's heart should be pulling me towards as well. Mm. Um, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: and I, I think, as we said as well, Jesus doesn't. I mean, we don't want to be immediately trying to fix people, particularly if that's not in our power or fix things. Um, but Jesus does have the opportunity to restore the situation for this woman, um, and and he takes that opportunity and. Um, yeah, I think there's a a challenge in there too. Like if you if you have the means to restore something or someone, like we we yeah, Jesus invites us to be um, like him as well, um, and and we get to be those people for other people who bring restoration um, and joy and hope. Um, particularly for this woman, who, as you said before, like her social we- welfare would have been pretty much gone. Like Jesus brings that that purpose and that hope back to that woman, um, and to the and to the boy as well.
0: Yeah. Well, it is rapidly approaching eight thirty, which means it is time to wrap this up. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know, it's such a happy story, but it feels like such a downer. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, no, great encouragement here. Um, Yeah, Scott, would you uh, close us in prayer for us, please? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Let's pray. Lord and Heavenly Father, you have brought us safely to this new day. Keep us by your mighty power. Protect us from sin. Guard us from every kind of danger. And in all we do this day, direct us in the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Helen. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Scott. Uh, thanks, Master Student Movement and Diane in chat. Um, I'm going to keep saying that. I'm not going to call him Ken <laughs> until he changes his name and gets his own <laughs> account. Do
2: it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Andy.
0: Oh, thanks, yeah. Happy birthday, Andy. Thanks, thanks so <laughs> uh, We will be back next Wednesday, uh, back to three people as uh, I'll be tapping out. But uh, these guys have got it. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be in the chat still. Uh, so I'll say hi. Uh, and uh, yeah, have a great day. Have a great week. We'll see you all later.